0: I'm going out.
1: indeed there are more questions than answers like before the coronavirus i coughed cough to cover up a fart now i fart to cover up a cough hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host i mixed an onion with baked beans once and made tear gas just thought so i'd share that with you welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck i am huddled on my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the midwest plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door now each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind and that's the very tune that she then snores. Let's have a listen tonight. (coughs) Doctor, doctor, can't you see I'm burning, burning? Do you remember the Thompson twins? Yes. Need to stay at home if that's happening. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather is right 98% of the time and then who cares about the other 3% right? Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello. She is often confused, often misinformed, often rude, often stubborn, unchangeable and senseless, but apparently never wrong. There we go. I also wish to introduce the
2: mad and crazy.
1: Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. This week, Michelle wants to introduce an adult happy meal of wine and cookies. Welcome to the show, Michelle.
3: I love this.
1: Michelle is a wine enthusiast. The more wine she drinks, the more enthusiastic she gets.
2: True. Very true.
1: Is that the grape depression?
2: Yes. No. The grapes of wrath.
1: I love this Show Joining us tonight via modern technology, via two cocoa cans and a piece of string stretched between the width of Wisconsin and Minnesota is the lead investigator for the International Paranormal Society, Scott Kenner. They say there's plenty more fish in the sea, but until Scott catches one, he is stuck at home holding his rod. Welcome to the show, Scott.
0: <laughs> Greetings, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great to have you on board. We're, we're practicing self-isolation at the moment with you being 300 miles away, right?
0: That's right. It's great, though, being able to interact with other human beings.
1: There we go. <laughs> well, you've not seen what I've got to look at here. I looked up the word panel once in a dictionary and it said a thin piece of wood. So this is my panel this evening, helping me on the show more questions than answers. Scott once took a girl to Starbucks because he'd forgotten her name. <gasps> They are mad, <laughs> they are bad, and they are paranormal. As always, as convention dictates, we introduce the first round, which we call a lack of general knowledge, with the Martin Keeknet sponsored gong of infinite knowledge, with the night crawlers of facts, the lures of statistics. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh.
2: Martin! Thank you, Martin.
1: Now, you can play at home. You can enjoy the frivolity, the fun, you can answer the questions if you go to Facebook at this very moment, at this precise time. If you go to More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, you will find many, many followers on the show playing the quiz, sharing jokes, having banter, having chats. There'll be six, 700 comments if we do a decent job tonight. So I'm going to introduce the round of a lack of general knowledge. You can play along on Facebook, if you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling on your own, if you're feeling a little bit lonely, that will be the place to be. It will be like one big online merry party of love. There you go. Without the awkward conversations in the morning over breakfast. Now, on this very day, in 1868, the Jesse James gang robbed a bank in Russellville, Kentucky, of 14 $14,000. $14,000. That's a vast sum of money, by the way, back in 1868. I may go online and find out with inflation how much that actually was. That might be nudging a million I suspect. $14,000 back in I'll find out. Day. So for the first time in yep. the history of MQTA Radio I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Jesse James. Mm. Now Miss Morris, you yep. had some interesting information about Jesse James, didn't yep. you?
3: And it is that uh, he's actually in my DNA.
1: Really? Well, I'm sure with his shenanigans and the way he presented himself as an outlaw across the country, he's probably in a lot of people's DNA. But you did a DNA test from a very popular DNA ancestry testing company, and it came back and said you are related to Jesse James. Is that correct?
3: Yes, he's in my
1: DNA. I got mine come back, and it said I was related to Copernicus, the famous scientist back in the day and marie antoinette Huh. which is an odd combination indeed feeling what? confident about questions on jesse james tonight no because i'm not paying attention Fantastic. what year was that again <laughs> 19, uh, 19 <laughs> 18. 1868 in Muppet. 1868 i really didn't need this information but this is what goes on behind my back i now know why miss morris manages to get so many questions right When ultimately she's tapping away on the computer there. What are you
3: talking about?
1: With the internet as a resource. This is where we are. Your first question of the evening. What did Jesse James do on his honeymoon in Austin, Texas in 1874? Robbed a bank. So you're suggesting that on his honeymoon, put the money in the bag. No one gets her. Granny doesn't get both barrels between a knitted tea cozy hat. Everyone goes home happy.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Until you get caught, and then he'll be singing like a canary when we get him down the station. Yes. So you're suggesting Jesse James, on his honeymoon, actually robbed a bank. Why not? I'm not suggesting (laughs) that's a bad answer. I just wanted to clarify, because when there's arguing and fistfights and unpleasantness in about three minutes, I just want to clarify and get it recorded so everyone's fully aware of your answer. Yeah. Documentation, empirical evidence, I believe that's called. Here we go. Would you like to know the amount? So, $14,000, he robbed a bank in 1868, and Mm -hmm. that was a sum by today's standards of... Four hundred
3: and thirty-six (laughs) thousand dollars, three hundred and twenty-four dollars as well,
1: thirty-four cents. What? You can give it to me all in one lump, or you can break it up into small denominations.
3: (laughs) Four (laughs) hundred thirty-six thousand three hundred twenty-four dollars. I don't need to know how many cents
1: it is. Yeah, you. That's like the person standing in front of you in the bank line who's just, you know, putting his money in for the week because he works at the penny arcade and he's got a wheelbarrow. (laughs) Full of pennies. So we're looking roughly at about half a million. That's amazing that 14,000 back in the day equates to about half a million now. Yeah. It's phenomenal. You've had plenty of time, Michelle, to think about your answer. What do you think Jesse James did on his honeymoon in Texas in 1874? Shot someone. He shot somebody. Dead. Dead on his honeymoon. Scott, are you still with me, sir, back in the ether there via technology? I am here. You've had plenty of time as well. What do you think Jesse James did on his honeymoon?
0: He had coitus with someone other than his wife.
1: That is a fantastic answer. I will give Miss Morris a couple of points. He actually robbed a stagecoach with his gang. So it wasn't a bank. And I wanted to get clarification in case other people came in with similar answers. But Miss Morris... Fires her six-shooter into the air to gain herself two valuable points. And she's currently running out of the town with a swag bag. With gunshots firing over her head as we speak. Who takes a gang with them on their honeymoon, by the way? Everyone. You take a gang with you on your honeymoon, do you? I
2: would.
1: Worst places, I'll give you a point for each. Shout them out. Worst place to take a gang of outlaws on a honeymoon. I'll start you off Disneyland. Any thoughts? Dread jail. Jail. <laughs> the worst place to take a group of gang, a gang on their honeymoon is to jail. Yeah. Yes, you wouldn't be to. Able visit to... another survival another <laughs> gang.
3: <laughs>
1: the Orient Express. Jesse James' gang on his honeymoon on the Orient Express. That'd be fun. Oh,
3: Any ice other skating. thoughts?
1: Ice skating. Taking a gang of outlaws ice skating on your honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. Ice cream shop. Ice cream shop. Very similar to ice skating. I see what you've done there. Yeah. yeah. Pushing. Fishing, Swimming with the fishes. Yeah. Hey, the same fat man oh, in Chicago. <laughs> the, the carnival. Fishes. Funeral. Funeral, no. yes, that would be depressing as well as a all those house. things. A bouncy house. I shall give <laughs> a comfort house. <laughs> yeah. I will give everyone two points. And because uh, I'm feeling generous and philanthropic and I want to cheer everybody up. Yeah. I will tell you, we were very unwell last week. Oh. And we actually played um, a very special episode last week because we couldn't get into the studio. We were feeling very under the weather, and uh, I don't want to talk about all of our terrible coughing and sneezing and symptoms and various bits and pieces, but uh, we've still not 100% recovered, have we? We haven't got a camera in the studio tonight because we've just turned up in our bathrobes. I've got a scarf on. (laughs) I've got my feet in a bucket of mustard and hot water. I've spent 20 minutes rubbing goose fat into Michelle's chest yeah. and uh, we're just looking under the weather. So oh. Michelle said to me, not more than an hour or mm-hmm. two ago, she said, are we going to do a show? And I said, you know, I thought we weren't going to get one done. I thought, you know, it'd be best to stay indoors. And then I thought, you know what? I'm sick of being at home. I'm sick of not seeing anyone as long as we keep our distance. And Morris is within throwing distance. She's a good 12 feet away here. Yeah. I would say you're a good hockey stick away. At least. Just to quote your your uh, Minnesotan sports there. You're about a hockey stick away. And I thought, let's get one done. Everyone's stuck at home. Everyone's fed up. Let's create some laughs. Let's go into the studio. And here we are. So I'm glad we did that. And I really appreciate the fact that you're all listening. And hopefully enjoying yourselves this evening. There you go. Now, after his death, after Jesse James had died, his mother charged tourists a quarter to do what at his grave there you go so his mother mm-hmm. made quite a decent living on his farm by charging tourists a quarter to do what at his grave shoot huh. shoot at his grave yeah like fire bullets at the actual the dirt of the gravestone yeah pew 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 <laughs> pew ping, ping, ping. <laughs> Whizzing off, best impression. Pew, pew. What's this? Star Wars? (laughs)
3: That's Star Wars, and they can't hit nothing anyway.
2: Hey, calm down, everybody.
1: (laughs) Didn't we do a story some years ago about a Texan guy who fired his gun at an armadillo and the bullet deflected off of it and shot his mother? Yep. Happy days. Good. I'd be the poor bugger who gets shot because someone shot at the gravestone of Jesse James. It pinged off and hit me. Even in death. He's causing mayhem and mischief, isn't he? Just yeah. see what I'm saying? There.
3: Sounds like my
1: blood. It sounds like you, <laughs> it does. Do you know what? Look, Just just stop the show for a second. Look at Morris, look. Look at her with her little pink cap on over there, look. Yeah. That's Jessie yeah. James, look. Can you not yeah. see the resemblance? Uh. Hang on, where's my fob watch gone? Me watch has disappeared with the chain. My mother bought that for my birthday. My locket. Where's your locket? Well, she's had a... S- stripped naked of all of our belongings we've been (laughs) fleeced we've been properly done up like a kipper you're suggesting he's shot at the grave yep charging
3: people to shoot at it
1: great answer michelle his mother charged a quarter for people to do this at his grave
2: i wonder if you could chisel a little piece off of it
1: like the berlin wall yeah i arrived at the berlin wall back in the late 80s, early 90s, as I was making my way around Europe with a rucksack. I stayed in 14 countries over a prolonged period of time and people were chiselling bits of the Berlin Wall down. I had a hammer in my rucksack in my backpack because we were going camping. And if you go camping in Greece and Italy, the ground is like concrete. You can't get the tent pegs in. In fact, the best thing I ever did was take a hammer with me. You think to yourself, I've got a rucksack. It weighs 40, 50 pounds. Let's add a hammer to that. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when people arrived at the campsite and they couldn't get their tent pegs in the ground, I'd be the first one standing there whilst there was two ladies from France who were struggling to get their tent pegs nailed home. And I'd say, would you like to borrow my hammer, ladies? <clears throat> yeah.
2: Like Thor. I would say,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. The thing is, you were hammering away at these pegs. They came out like corkscrews because they kept finding different ways to get through the soil. Needless to say, I hammered bits of the Berlin Wall away and spent six months carrying concrete around with me in my rucksack. So probably not the best thing. Oh,
3: I changed my answer.
1: Well, let Scott have a go before you (laughs) come in. Uh, It's interesting that you've been typing away on the internet and now you've come up with an answer. No,
3: actually, I was checking the inflation on a quarter.
2: Oh.
1: And a quarter is now... Uh, $7.80. $7.80 to do this at Jesse James' grave.
2: I thought it was a quarter then.
1: Uh, It's a quarter of something, (laughs) isn't it? Just a quarter of a smaller amount is what it was back in the day. Scott, what do you think his mother was charging to do at Jesse James' grave?
0: Take
1: some of the dirt. Wow. Morris has got her hand up. What would you like? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Take their picture. Take their picture. I'm going to give Michelle and Scott a couple of points each. And they can pretend they're the Cole Younger gang. I'll give Michelle a couple. She's up to four. Scott's also up to a resplendent four. She charged... I was going to give you a clue and say it's based around the idea of a souvenir.
2: Little rock.
1: But they were allowed to take a pebble from his grave. And, of course, the next week, mum arrives with a big sack full of aggregate and she goes again, right? But you could take a pebble. Off of his grave for a quarter. So Scott nailed that on the head. Michelle said that they chiseled away perhaps a little bit. I will give some points. Again, feeling very generous. Morris has got a face on her like a slapped arse over there. What's the yeah. problem?
3: Oh, I was just thinking about how much I'm like him and how easy it would be
1: to throw something at you right now. Well, well, won't you hold on <laughs> killing me till <laughs> we get the show completed. It would be, what I don't want right now is a... Is a gunshot going off and then dead air for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> dead air. Wow. Dead air. That's unbelievable. Souvenir is what yeah. you're looking for. Like myself, I feel bad for all of the kids who have never found their name on anything in a souvenir store. You can go to a souvenir store. You will not find anything with Adrian written on it. I'm sure Michelle and Heather and Scott have very common names, don't they? What are you saying? I'm just saying it's very difficult for me. If you've got a name and you're listening right now, on out.
3: If you've got a name, <sighs> if you happen to have one. Let me one,
1: finish my sentence. Maybe po- one. I've got You can't name. take a, a pause, can you? To, <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have paid more attention, I was splitting my sentence into two separate clauses with a semicolon, and you jumped in where the semicolon was. If you've uh-huh. got a name, semicolon, That you have trouble finding souvenirs with your name on in souvenir shops. Why don't you post that to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers (laughs) with Adrian Lee, and say, I've never found anything with my name on. Snicklefritz. Snicklefritz? What, are you German? (laughs) (laughs) Say that three times, you can get yourself a wish. What affliction, and I'm looking at Morris, what affliction made Jesse James do this a lot? Tourette's. Hey, (laughs) Tourettes. I could see that. Yeah, I I can see that could happen. Yeah, you're suggesting what affliction made Jesse James? Well, he can't. You don't do Tourettes a lot. Tourettes is the is the symptom, not the cause. So Tourettes made him do what? Um, and by the way, I'm not saying he had Tourette's. I'm just following this path through to its natural conclusion in the hope of some comedy gold. Oh, comedy gold. Uh, Tourette's made him...
3: Order too many fries. Ordered too <laughs> what, In 1868. Order too many shots. Ordered too many oh, crackers from the Cracker bet Barrel. Bet when he shouldn't have. Bet. Or if he went to an auction, it's always like, you know. Bid. So yeah, I'm looking. So
1: Jesse James had Tourette's, which gave he him a an, went to an auction that made him put his poker. hand up. <laughs> so he goes to an auction and comes back with a snowblower he doesn't want because he twitched at the wrong time. Yeah. He then had to rob a bank to pay for the snowblower.
3: Yes. Yeah. And then he gambled.
1: I'm and... going out on a limb here and suggesting, uh, Michelle, that Heather's got that wrong. Oh. which gives you a myriad and a corny cobra of ideas to present to me as your answer to gain the slippery points of wisdom.
2: Well, I think he had to pee a lot because he had a kidney infection.
1: Wow, that's Chronic. Very, very medically sound. Scott, what affliction made Jesse James do this a lot?
0: I think he had a nervous tick.
1: <laughs> Isn't it interesting how Scott's coming up with answers when he gets a full four to five minutes? Yes. I'm going to go to Scott first for the next one, and we'll see if he gets Ooh. it right. Do you not think? He had an affliction which made him blink a lot, which is see? a nervous oh,
2: Kind of
3: tourette
1: Kind see? of tourette
3: Yeah, and he had trouble gambling because of it. <sighs>
1: God, it pains me greatly, but I'll give Morris a couple of points. She's now up to a six two to six, and Scott, <laughs> who's got that pretty much right, is also running away into the lead with six. Historians think he may have had an eye condition that caused chronic inflammation, and the name of that was called blepharitis. Blepharitis Sounds like a problem for a smurf, doesn't it? Blefartis. Yeah. Blefartis. Just thought I'd share that with you. Now, on this day in 1930, the American fast food chain Kentucky Fried Chicken was founded by Colonel Harlan Saunders in North Corbin in Kentucky. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about the laws of Kentucky. Oh. We did chickens a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? <gasps> yeah. So, we're now on to Kentucky. Now, in Kentucky... You are forced by law to do this at least once a year. What are you forced to do in Kentucky at least once a year, Miss Morris?
3: I thought you were going to Scott first because you were worried
1: he was cheating. Scott, she's got a memory like an elephant.
0: She's a (laughs) Scorpio. She doesn't forget
1: anything. (laughs) I know that you can't type this in so quickly. So what are you, by law, forced to do at least once a year in Kentucky, Scott? Rotate your crops. Rotate your crops. <laughs> That's very specific. Any particular type of it, crops? Huh? Yeah, I can't <laughs> come out tonight. I'm rotating my crops. Don't come in. I'm rotating my crops. Give me a minute. Mum's outside the door with a cup of tea. Give me two minutes. I'm rotating my crops. That's a decent answer. Miss Morris.
3: Oh, now you come to me? It's I thought I could be last one.
1: Michelle. Babe. bathe, Nice. Shave, bathe, mm. shave, and rotate your crops. crops.
2: Words to live by.
1: <laughs> Attorneys <laughs> to the stars. <laughs> it is take a shower. So bathe is a hundred percent correct. Michelle is doing very well. I'm going to scrub.
3: Oh, I bet you that's for all those mountain people. Yeah, with the saying, with the stank.
1: Is that where you sang. bath in a big tin bath when you've still got your long johns on with a little flap copper, at the back? Sir. You don't take yeah, them and off.
3: and <laughs> I have a wood one.
1: I'm pleased to hear it.
0: Oh! Nice. <laughs>
1: you want to be careful you don't get splinters. Yeah. I don't always tell dirty jokes, but when I do, you'll want to shower. It is illegal in Fort Thomas, Kentucky, for a dog to do what with a car? There you go. Miss Morris, we're back to you.
3: Well, I could go to the ever-original whiz on it. Yeah.
1: So, in Kentucky, in I Thomas, dogs are not allowed to take a whiz on a car.
3: I would say that would probably be the logical thing to do. But since whenever I've been logical, they're not supposed to hump it.
1: <gasps> <laughs> Where'd you get this stuff from? How does your mind work?
3: I don't know. I think it's possible, maybe.
1: Does it happened to you? Have you had dog
3: I've never humped a car, Make nor have hammer. I had a dog <laughs> on mine,
2: Such... and I mean to keep it that way.
3: Well,
1: the night's still young, and anything. Yeah,
3: this is my resolution for this year. <laughs> your,
1: your resolution is not to hump a car.
0: Yeah. Right. Have you She's been? She's on a few though.
1: She's <laughs> peed on a. Shh.
0: It's it's quiet it's quiet, quiet
1: time. time. Scott once splashed out on a Rav4. <laughs> <laughs> God, this makes me you very You have
2: happy. a RAV4. <laughs> I splashed out on my RAV4. <laughs> that would be bad.
1: <laughs> Keep the windscreen wipers on. Yeah. There's a man over there standing on a Toyota having a Wii and a man inside looking up. At least it's a wee. There you go. Yes, that would be bad. <laughs> Doing a number two. Would, can you imagine as you've got the windscreen wipers and it's smearing it across the screen like, like peanut butter. Yeah. I can't see. to, to tell me, <laughs> officer comes to the car. How, how did you leave the road, sir? Well, you're going to laugh when I tell you. <laughs> Michelle, what is a dog not allowed to do with a car in Kentucky? Drive it. It's not allowed to drive. Can you imagine the madness if a dog was driving a car... And then in the opposite direction, there was a cat driving a car. <laughs> I think we've had a story about that as well,
3: where somebody <laughs>
1: yeah. had got pulled over because
3: they had he their made, dog driving. Him home. And they were drunk. They That's were right. drunk. They didn't want to get pulled over. <laughs> so they had the dog jump in the driver's seat.
1: Yep. Can you imagine the police officer with the mirrored shades on and the low-slung oh. gold holster chewing his gum and thinking, Jesus, that guy's wife's ugly. <laughs> 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 God. Ah, oh, happy days. Scott, what are you not allowed to let your dog do with a car?
0: It's either going to be chase it or ride with its head out the window?
1: It's not allowed to taste the air. Miss Morris has actually got herself a couple of frisky points. Ooh, because really? Because you are not allowed... I don't. I'm. I'm assuming this law is enforced the owners rather than the dog being taken away in handcuffs. But a dog cannot get frisky and practice the physical arts (gasps) with an automobile.
3: You're welcome.
1: I'm brilliant. Apparently, cars cannot give consent and dogs are really bad at asking. (laughs) Jeez. All these laws and rules are on the books for a reason. You know, do you remember the famous 1984 dog car humping incidents?
3: That's terrible. I'm hot for
1: Toyota. Lovely. Mm. But apparently this must have happened, mustn't it? Otherwise these laws wouldn't be in place. Final one in the round that we call a lack of general knowledge, and it's going swimmingly well. It is expressly forbidden to throw this item in Kentucky. You are not allowed to throw this. Whiskey. You are not allowed to throw whiskey. That would be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. And they make a lot of Kentucky whiskey, don't they? Or chicken. And they make a lot of Kentucky chicken. You're not allowed to throw a chicken.
3: Can't throw chicken or whiskey.
1: Well, I see how you've edged your best a little bit there. Yeah. You've gone black and red, haven't you? On the sounds like a wheel. great picnic, doesn't it? Yeah, whiskey and chicken. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a date you've been on. It was. Would you put out for whiskey and chicken? I put out for Dairy Queen. <laughs> You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Michelle, before we get removed from the air, you are not allowed to throw this in Kentucky.
2: Horseshoes.
1: Horseshoes. That would be unlucky to be hit on the head by one of those. Scott, what are you not allowed to throw in Kentucky?
0: I want to know what it takes to get Michelle to put out. Oh
1: Well cool. from my experience, some French fries. <laughs> and jubes. <laughs> jubes, did it? There you go. <laughs> we didn't even get through the first packet. <laughs> Michelle, would you like to respond to Scott's answer?
2: <laughs> Maybe off air. <laughs> and there's the first
1: ladies and gentlemen. Wow. What are you thinking there, Scott? Eggs. Eggs. Do you know what? Yeah, not a million miles away. I'll let you have another guess. Think that this law may have been put in place for kind of rotten public speakers or poor actors. Tomatoes? There you go, the man's got... Well, if you'd have said tomatoes, I'd have given you the point, but tomatoes is such an Americanism. (laughs) Um, Also, it is rotten eggs, rotten eggs and tomatoes, apparently, but no rocks, so you can still get up to throw a rock. You're just not allowed to throw... Eggs oh. or tomatoes. Throw so I a shall shoe. give Scott. Who throws a shoe? <laughs> Scott's doing really well. Yeah. On the ones that we asked him last, he didn't do so yeah, well on no. the one we asked him first. Happens. I call shenanigans. Nannigans. If a tomato is a fruit, is ketchup a jam? Yes. There are more questions than answers. As we now go into our favourite round <gasps> of the evening, it's the mailbag. Yes. Woo! It's bag. The mailbag. Thank you for all of your comments All of your support I have to say That seeing all of the jokes All of the frivolity All of the camaraderie On Facebook this week On more questions and answers with Adrian Lee Has really helped a lot of people Over the last couple of weeks It's been difficult times But there is one big happy family on there If you wish to write to the show That's your place to go People do send me emails occasionally But Facebook is The way to go. Laura has written, I love your show. My husband is always asking me why I'm laughing in bed. (laughs) Thank God it's
3: because of us.
1: Well, she doesn't actually listen to the show in bed, but that's that's just a side comment. She says, please insert your comments.
2: Oh, boy. glad she said comments.
1: There you go. So I appreciate that, Laura. I hope you're laughing in bed now, and I hope your husband's looking at you very oddly... And very strangely, you can be like Laura. Laura means victory, I think it's to do with Laurel and Laurel leaves and oh. victory. She's very victorious. She's currently listening to the show. We start at ten PM Central Time every Friday night on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have a hundred thousand listeners in a hundred and ninety countries all over the world. And I think about a hundred and ninety countries all over the world are currently sat at home listening right now. Carla posted, I'm too drunk to participate coherently. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Yay!
1: As you <laughs> should be. And then it just trailed off. <laughs> I love it. So the same as my guests then I'm guessing. Miss <laughs> Morris, would you like to tell Carla if she misses the show through being too drunk, how she can catch up with us throughout the course of the week? And if you're stuck at home, if you've got nothing to do, if you're struggling at the moment, you can gain so much laughs. You leave the show with more than you arrive with. Miss Morris, tell our aesthetically pleasing, beautiful boys and girls where they can find us throughout the whole of this week for 100% free.
3: You can go on to SoundCloud.com and catch every one of our posted episodes um, from the beginning just about I think except the early 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 days. I
1: think we jump in at about the 12th or 13th episode of series 1 the sound quality for the first 10 episodes wasn't fantastic was it
3: That's because we had one little old microphone around a big old kitchen table Aww.
1: That is true that is uh, from small acorns giant oak trees that grow is that very is correct true. madam
3: But you can also uh, listen to that on iTunes TuneIn
1: uh Brussels sprouts Froggy went a call in Yeah corn cob corn cob Radio. By planes, flyplanes, planes, low planes. Yeah. my zipper's undone.
3: Laughs a lot, radio. Skin yes. tag. They're all Skin there. Tag. Skin tag's radio. my favourite. Yes,
1: we're on every single platform. SoundCloud is the go-to one for many people. Correct. If you're listening on SoundCloud right now, go to MQTA Radio, search for that, and you can press the little orange love heart, show us how much you appreciate what we do. We actually... Um, encourage you to go to our platforms because not only do we have nearly 300 episodes on there, all 100% free, but they get an extra little Easter egg, Miss Morris.
3: If you go on to our archives, you will get an extra 15 to 20 minutes of content that we look for I look for, on purpose, but we can't have during the regular show. And that includes Not For Your Mother.
1: <gasps> yes. We do a round called Not For Your Mother that's laden with stories containing Naughty. large amounts of sticky...
3: Globulous. fluids. Fluid yeah. In the windows.
1: Well, I don't know about that. But Naughty. there are stories on there that we cannot read out. They're of an adult nature. People yeah. say it's their favorite part of the show, but you have to go into our archives to make that happen, we're struggling at the moment like everybody else. I can't do any psychic readings, I cannot do any book signings, I have no expos, I have no events. If you wish to support the show, it is a single dollar for the smallest amount of denomination. You can then, for your dollar, go to patreon.com, search for MQTA radio. You will see videos. We video, not tonight because we look terrible, I mean, we bathroom, <gasps> but normally. We have a camera in the studio. You can see us. If you wish to see us in the studio, we've got them up there uh, for you to look at. We're waving at a camera that's not (laughs) on at the moment. That's not going to work, unfortunately, (laughs) Michelle. But would you like to discuss what's on Patreon, Miss Morris? For a single dollar, and we we need this dollar to keep going. We are a non-profit organization. We have lots of overheads.
3: Well, if you go on to Patreon, actually the best asset you have there is you will get all of the episodes up to date currently yes now soundcloud is about three four weeks behind so if you just need more of us and you need it now your best bet is to come over to patreon you'll also get some fun
1: plays yes we did a few audio plays that is true there's lots of fun and interesting things and the video of course if you wish to contribute would appreciate that in times of financial hardship, all of our platforms we just read out, the ones that are actually true and we didn't make up, actually cost money for us to be on, so you access the show for free, but it actually costs us money to put them out there, would you believe Lisa, she's a good patron and follower of the show, she's Lisa. thank you you," for brightening our Friday nights, loved every minute of your show, and I will tell you we've received quite a lot of mail uh, this week, we have parcels, we have boxes, I'm going to open them because people have sent them in we're rapidly approaching many wondrous things my birthday april falls easter we're coming up to our 100th episode of season three so what we're going to do we're going to turn the camera on in the next few weeks when we get to those landmarks we'll open up the parcels and we'll see what you've sent us so i just want to acknowledge the fact that we've received and we love receiving your presents your gifts your support your letters but we will open those up uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we'll thank you again for when we do that. You can join me on Twitter at adrian__lee__tips. Underscore underscore again, if you're sat at home and you have nothing to do, we have many fantastic outtakes on YouTube. If you search for MQTA and search for Poop Coma or The uh, Penis Story, you will be in stitches of laughter. I've actually read a couple of my books, and uh, chapters of my books, as almost like a YouTube, they're 15-20 minutes. Um, The book I've written, How to Be a Christian Psychic, I've actually read three chapters for free. So again, if you search for How to Be a Christian Psychic with Adrian Lee, I did a chapter on meditation, a chapter on stones and crystals, and a chapter on healing that you can listen to for free, and everything's on there for you. So those things are there, again, if you're struggling. Now, every Tuesday at 8pm Central Time, would you like to tell our listeners what we're doing, Miss Morris?
3: Getting drunk.
1: Well, you maybe. I'm having a cup of tea.
3: <laughs> At 8 p.m., we all turn on the History Channel, mix up a big old cup of grog. <laughs> Do you <like> pina <laughs> 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 And we watch The Curse of Oak Island. and
1: We have a watch party. Yeah, we so have again, gift wars. We've, we've almost been doing this for a couple of years now. More than a couple. What we've put in place is perfect for the current shutdown situation. Yes. We're having watch parties where we watch the show on the television, on the History Channel, and we're commenting and making jokes on Facebook as a collective. We've actually had this in place for some time, and now it's turned out to be the thing to do. Yeah. You can join us. 8 p.m. We have a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. I'd like to recap what happened on the last episode oh, this Let Tuesday. me get ready. Well, I watched it for the while. full hour, and for the life of me, I can't remember anything that happened. Vanessa's back I understand Vanessa's back That's the only thing that happened Slamm- well, They stretched it out for an hour, did they? They brought <laughs> some sort of expert into the swamp Who said it was a swamp yeah. uh, Rick Lagina drank some dirty brackish water And said it tasted rather salty mm. And they tried to sink a shaft And that was about the sum of it I don't recall That's a lot. Else Going on to be honest <laughs>
2: They didn't have permits
1: Oh, well that's the same every week They don't have permits every week, do they? Before we jump into the round of ghosts and hauntings, I have a friend on Facebook, and she may have posted this on the Facebook wall. Her name's Lynn, and she lives in Wisconsin, and I will share this with you. She posted a comment that said, could you tell me the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you when you was at school? And of course, people were posting all of the comments. I wrote on there, I once got caught passing comments, letters, notes to a gal I fancied in class. And uh, then I wrote after that, uh, the principal wasn't very happy and I got fired. I wasn't allowed to teach in that school anymore. Uh, I'm not quite sure that's what she was after, but I thought that was very funny. Now, Michelle's on six. Heather's on eight. I've scored two. Scott's cheated his way to eight as well. And everything is to play for as we jump into the round that we call ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. It's been a bit thin on the ground for ghost stories this last couple of weeks. I Mm -hmm. think the media has been told no ghost stories, too many people die but we've called up I've managed to find a couple here this article was headed with the title spooky real ghost tales of spirits giving loved ones a helping hand in life so these were lots of little sentences about people that were saved or had things happen to them by ghosts telling them information and the first one's Dolly Parton would you believe country legend Dolly Parton she's got her knockers by the way but I think she's quite a good singer Says the spirit of her dead grandmother warned her not to catch a doomed flight. I saw my grandmother's ghost in the corner. She kept saying, don't catch the plane. The singer switched flights. Sadly, the original aircraft crashed with no survivors. In March 2015, police officers rushed to help when they heard a woman's plea for help from a car that had crashed into a river in Spanish Fork, Utah, in the US of A. Inside, they found Jennifer Lynn Goosebeck. 25 dead but her 18 month old daughter lily was alive the car had crashed 14 hours earlier and tests showed jennifer had died overnight did the mysterious voice belong to jennifer's ghost trying to save her child these are great little stories aren't Mm. they by the way i've been watching a british tv show it's into five series now you must watch this show this show is one of the best British, and we've got a lot of great shows, Downton Abbey, Doctor Who. We're not mm-hmm. messing around here. We know what we're doing, right? You must watch this show. If you're into the paranormal, if you're into creepy, if you're into dark, if you're into things that twist at the end, mysteries, you must watch a show. And the episodes are only 25 minutes each. You must watch Beg, Steal and Borrow to find the show Inside Number Nine. The show's called Inside Number Nine. If you're familiar with the League of Gentlemen series from about 20 years ago in Britain that was very dark and twisted. It's the same writing team. And every single episode has that theme of number nine running through it. They've made five episodes. You can jump straight in to series three. They'll stand alone. They're individual. It's almost like Tales of the Unexpected. They'll sit individually. You don't have to watch it from front to back. There's no theme that carries all the way through. Your life will be measured in two halves. When you didn't see it, wasn't aware of Inside Number 9. And then afterwards, when you've seen it and you are aware of it. Ooh. So I don't often say this. I don't think I've ever promoted a great deal before. But Inside Number 9, British TV. Is that on Prime at the moment? Is that what it is? Is it BritBox? It might be
3: BritBox, yeah.
1: Britbox. Go and search for that. Your life will be changed. If you're looking for a series to watch due to the fact that you've been stuck indoors, that would be the one. TV star Fern Britton credits a spirit with saving her from suicide at 22. She says, all of a sudden, by the side of my bed, I saw a white glowing shape. I couldn't see his features, although I sensed it was a man. Then he leant forward, he put his hand on my forehead, and I instantly fell asleep. The next morning, she no longer felt depressed. There's a whole series of these. Nice little paragraphs to do with ghosts saving people's lives. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you will find all of them and you can read through them to your heart's content. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
2: Google Maps is hailed by users around the globe for its unique offering of digital exploration of locations where users can investigate faraway cities and towns as though they were actually there. But it's also offered some unusual and unexplained images from remote corners of the world. Reddit user DowntownX spotted what appears to be a young man holding a child in a South Asian residential area. The 360-degree image shows a man in a yellow T-shirt holding a small child in his arms. The child, dressed in pink, wraps its arms around his neck. Nothing appears out of the ordinary until users scroll down. Shockingly, the man appears to be floating with his legs completely missing... or bunk... (laughs)
1: If you are playing the Bell Bunker Missing Legs game, you are now welcome to take a shot this evening, oh cross Lord. salute a skull, My and cheers wherever you are. <laughs> think of the upside, he no longer has to buy shoes, and he doesn't spend any time cutting his
2: toenails. It's
3: only half the man he used to be.
2: <laughs> Downtown X posted the photo this week, captioning it, floating man found in Bangladesh with users flocking to the comments to share their take on the bizarre image. One user wrote, Wow, that's confusing and so well cut together, it looks like an incomplete Photoshop. Another added, I spent a good two minutes trying to find his legs.
1: Where's Waldo? Where's my legs? As they float off into the distance.
2: Oh, however, eagle-eyed viewers pointed out the optical illusion is likely the result of Google Maps glitch. The man's shadow does show his legs indicating that the picture of his floating body was probably taken as a panorama photograph and uploaded to Google.
1: So he did have his legs. One will we'll never know. If you wish to see the man with no legs... <laughs> Things you never thought you'd say on the radio. You can go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I'm sure it has many many advantages. My mother, who's very elderly and has suffered with various ailments over the years to do with her knees, the doctors gave her an option recently and said you can either have your leg fused so it's constantly straight or you can have your leg amputated. And my mum asked me the question, would it be better to get my leg fused or amputated? And I said, it'll be better to get it fused because if you don't like it fused, you can then get it amputated. If you get it amputated and you don't like it, you then can't get it fused, can you? And I thought this was very good advice, and I did cheer her up by saying, like I just mentioned, that she has 50% less time cutting her toenails so it wasn't the end of the world. This is British dark humour. This is what got us through the Second World War. Coronation Street, of course, is the longest-running soap opera in the history of television. It's very popular in Britain at its peak. There's 20-odd million people watching this every week. Coronation Street's Rula Lenska has told how she bonded with co-star Bill Roach over their shared love of crystals. The 72-year-old, who plays Claudia Colby, Bill's on-screen love interest, insists the Ken Barlow actor is gorgeous and is an absolute, oh he was a dish, oh he was gorgeous answer, oh he was handsome and an absolute gentleman, by the way you all know the actress Rula Lenska because when you were watching Inside Number Nine and they did the Krampus episode in 1977, Rula Lenska was the woman who played the mother that went home Ooh. after the first night's shenanigans. But is a firm believer in the spiritual realm, as well as being a member of the Pure Love Movement. Obviously a prominent member uh, in the Pure Love Movement, I believe. And Runa says she shares many of his beliefs. Speaking at the Sky Women in Film and TV Awards, she explains he is an absolute delight. He is an absolute gentleman. He is gorgeous. Being an old-timer... He has been there from day one. That is true. When this um, soap opera first started in the late 50s, he was a young schoolboy and he was on that show. And he's still on it now. This will never be beaten. He was, his first job was on Coronation Street when he was a young lad of 15, 16, back in the late 50s. He's still on it. That's all he's ever done. No, in his he's entire not. Life. Why'd you say that, Morris?
3: Because I heard something, that coronation has been suspended for the time being. It's been
1: suspended for the moment because they can't be, you know, big groups of people aren't allowed to congregate together and it requires large groups of people to make soap operas. So I call bunk. Well, he's still on it. He just can't do it. It's been I know, just... but I wanted that a drink. No, hiatus. No, it's, it's, it's got a, <coughs> I a, a hiatus a, I this wanted a drink. True.
3: I had to call punk.
1: We have a lot of similar beliefs. We are both quite spiritual about nature and about health and our attitudes to crystals. I carry my crystals with me all the time. An amethyst and rose quartz. Amethyst is very good at opening up your third eye. If you wish to be more psychic, you need to get yourself an amethyst. rose quartz brings a lot to you. If you're looking for romance... If you're looking for friends, if you're looking for people to like you, no. Rose Quartz would be the way to go, unless you're an isolationist. I love the fact that everyone's been told to stay indoors, and I've spent the last three weeks, and nothing's changed. I'm a writer. All I do is stay indoors. I've realised I'm an iso- isolationist, because I've nothing's changed in my life. Nothing has happened that's any different. When I asked Bill if he carries them with him, he said everyone carries them with them. Well, I'm not quite sure. Uh, that's true pure love or heavens above you can go to our Facebook site and see the entire story for yourself in full where the Coronation Street actors are discussing their love of crystals Scott winging our way up there to Superior what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings grab yourself some points sir
0: infamous ghost seen wailing from treetop leaves residents terrified to go outside it's a video of a wailing woman in a tree has terrified people in Colombia who say she is a cursed spirit known as La Llorona who drowned her children and then killed herself. Ooh. In the footage recorded in Colombia, a hunched human-like shape can be seen perched at the top of a tree while a horrible bellowing noise can be heard ringing throughout the forest. Locals have claimed the creepy woman is the ghost of La Llorona. That should be a song. In the knack, isn't it? La Llorona. Wow, the first time I've heard
1: Scott ever sing it. It's
0: a famous legend about a mum who drowned her two sons in a river before taking her own life and becoming cursed. She was then refused entry into heaven until she could find her children's lost souls, according to the myth. The legend says La Llorona wails and abducts children who she then drowns in the river where she killed her sons, hoping in vain that their souls will finally bring her rest. According to petrified residents, the ghost appeared in broad daylight in a treetop in the municipality of Monitos, Cordoba, Colombia. Alleging the whole myth was a conspiracy, a user wrote, these legends are used by unscrupulous people who want to buy properties at a knockdown price. Because the prices in Mornitos, Cordoba, Colombia are so high, I'm sure. If they can't buy them cheap, La Llorona suddenly appears. Meanwhile, another viewer said, instead of scaring me, this video made me laugh. What is that woman doing up there? She's going to fall. Does she think she will find her kids in the treetops?
3: That's where I find them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, goodbye, baby. That's where they found uh, <laughs> Judy Garland, isn't it? She was uh, in Kentucky. Go back to Kentucky again, up in the trees. Tarzan. Tarzan. Were well, you now comparing Judy Garland to Tarzan? Why not? Wow, that's a jump. <laughs> Good God! Have you got any more, sir? Is that what you've got for me tonight? That's it. If you wish to see the wailing. Ghost at the top of the tree. I have seen this. It's very creepy. In Colombia, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. No, I said a wailing ghost at the top of the tree in Colombia. I didn't say a rubber chicken. Wow. Yes, it sounded exactly like a rubber chicken. Do I have room to squeeze one in? My, how much time have we got? Go on then. Get yourself some points. You look disappointed over there. I do. What round is this going to be in? Do I get to pick? Go on then, yeah. Dealer's choice.
3: Ooh, dealer's choice. I have so many stories, and unfortunately, yeah, there's, there's so little time. <gasps> uh, well, we won't do the one about the poo stairs. Oh, we'll wait for that
1: one. Poo stairs. That's in Norfolk. Yeah. I stayed here in a caravan park. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. Well, well, I'm glad I, I, think... I said quickly. <laughs> uh, no, because I'm going to use it. Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. I'll do... Well, no, I want this one again. Okay. A peckish pig who swallowed a pedometer ended up sparking a fire in its pen. Oh, what? what? A pedometer
1: swallowing <laughs> pig caused a fire in its pen?
2: Correct. Oh, okay. A pyro-man man. Uh, okay. Streaky bacon.
3: <laughs> fire crews were called to a farm near Bramham, Leeds, is that how you say it where Bramham? Ram, Ram, Bramham. i don't know how you're spelling <laughs> it it's a
2: pig place it's Ram obviously Ram Ram i know leeds yeah, i, went, I saw
1: leeds. the largest collection of rhubarb in britain in leeds i went to the national rhubarb collection yeah 100 no, true no no. look it up the national british national rhubarb collection i went to see and it's in leeds 100 true yorkshire yep
3: <laughs> Well, fire... she
1: never went out on a second date with me. I just thought I'd share that with you. Wow. She had to bring her own custard as well.
0: I just thought I'd share that <laughs> too.
3: No. Fire crews were called there on Saturday after copper from the pedometer's batteries apparently reacted to the pig's excrement and dry bedding. Yes, acid. <laughs> butt acid butt from acid. the, the perfect pig. storm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should have done this during the Second World War. We'd have got it over and done with quicker. Don't, send the pigs! Don't get any the, batteries, send the pigs Adrian. In. This isn't going to cheer people up, but I'm believing that during Roman times they would smear a pig in grease, set it on fire, oh, and then it go charging it. off into the enemy oh, to no. cause mayhem with the horses and everything I don't
3: else. like that. You're terrible. You're bringing it down. What,
1: with history and knowledge, my bad. <gasps> this
3: is only poop on fire.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: The pedometers were
3: being used on the pigs to prove they were free range or allowed oh. to walk about. No pigs are purple, purple, purple people. <laughs> yes, we don't want any of
1: them purple
2: <laughs> pigs. That would be terrible.
1: <laughs> Look, it can't breathe, poor thing. Look at it.
3: The purple people were fine. North Yorkshire Fire and Rescue Service said
1: it had gone... To save the bacon. I like the idea that a pig suddenly exploded due to wee-wee-asses. is wrong with you? Gosh. You know? Wow. It's like the Muppets. Uh,
3: in a Twitter post, the fire service said, should be an oink, not a tweet. That's not funny. Yorkshire people aren't funny.
1: Last of the summer wine was set in <laughs> Yorkshire.
2: I quite liked um, Shaun, of...
1: Shaun of the Dead. No, the one
2: the other one
1: what other one we haven't done many
3: films in life hot
2: fuzz
1: hot fuzz
3: the cause of fire has been attributed to a battery powered pedometer carried in one of the uh, carried in by one of the pigs to prove it was free range which was then eaten after it fell off by another pig that then exploded and then followed the course of nature and it ended up in its poo, and then it exploded.
1: Wow. <laughs> and the lit the on pen fire. on fire. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and that's what I'm telling the insurance broker. A... Yeah, yeah. Let's play I win. Let's play you win. <laughs> yes, there's never been a better pig excrement exploding pig story on this show. Pig Exploding. Poo poo on man. fire. <laughs> I begrudgingly give you a couple of points, Maurice. I'm guessing we're bringing this to a conclusion right now. We've got four minutes of where I could squeeze one in in four minutes. Carrie Katona has revealed she moved house because her daughter, Dylan George, five, was scared her room was haunted. The 39-year-old, who was pictured moving into the huge new pad yesterday, explained the youngster had been sleeping in bed with her boyfriend, Ryan Mahoney, since her dad, George K, died last July. Writing in her new magazine column, she said since her dad died, she doesn't like being on her own. DJ was convinced the house we've just moved out of was haunted and would always make an excuse to come in with us in the middle of the night. Kerry continued, I love cuddling, my little one, more than anything, but it's not doing me or Ryan any favours not having the bed to ourselves. So now we're in a new place. DJ knows it all has to change. Her bedroom is much cosier and we're hoping the new environment will do her the world of good. George was found dead at the age of 39 from a suspected drug overdose in July of last year, two years after he split... From Kerry, I want to share the bed, I'm not afraid of the dead. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you've come to find us somewhere in our archives. So I appreciate your assiduity and enthusiasm. I appreciate you coming to find us. Why not tell your whole friends and family what you're listening to right now? You can cut and paste the link and tell everyone you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere In the world, this is the round called Not For Your Mother because we're not allowed to read this out on air. So be warned, there are stories of a rather adult nature and if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you've got young minors running around, it might be a good idea to usher them out and maybe get them to go to somewhere collective where there's a lot of people all standing very close together. (laughs) A newlywed fought off a giant barracuda on his honeymoon after it started chomping on his tackle. Isn't that what the bride's supposed to be doing? That's like bait.
2: His fishy tackle or his weenus tackle? His
1: weenus tackle, yes. Oh. Jamie Bryler, 39, was snorkeling alone at an eco water park near Cancun, Mexico. He said it was a magical snorkeling circumstance surrounded by colorful fish. I had swam through a school of pretty huge Sergeant Major fish. Can you get Sergeant Major fish? (laughs) someone's made that up (laughs) I'll have to look this up when the water became eerily empty when the big fish enters the pool all of the small fish disappear that's true of ghost hunting we've been having conversations with ghosts and it suddenly all goes quiet and then suddenly a darkness arrives and all of the ghosts go running off in different directions 100% true it was dark God knows how deep I was quite far from the land then I saw to my right a pal fish three to four foot long. I was thinking that's pretty cool. When I felt something tucking on my undercourage, and I'm not talking about his landing gear. I ducked my head down to look, and there it was, thrashing away on my shorts. Good god. Thought it was a lure. <laughs> this is how I go fishing for muskies in the summer.
2: With your weenus?
1: Jamie from London noodling. Put that in the hole in the river bank. Oh. Jamie from London who <laughs> who writes it. <laughs> don't feel too bad for him he writes headlines for the sun for a living swam as hard as he could and managed to shake it off he kept going once the fish had left as well he kept shaking that for an hour he said adrenaline kicked in so I didn't feel the pain isn't this one of the plots for the family guy doesn't quagmire go water skiing and get his willy (laughs) bitten off by a shark and then his dad gives him his willy because his dad's obviously had the operation and doesn't need it anymore this is an episode of Family Guy. I'm sure this is true. Later, I felt a sharp stinging sensation. Later, like he carried on f- swimming for a couple of hours, <laughs> wondering where his <laughs> rudder was. The Barracuda had drawn blood and left raking teeth marks on the end of my John Thomas. Poor Welshman involved in this. I don't know why. Jamie and his wife, Magda36, and nanny, wed last August and went away this month. He added... I told her the beast probably mistook the contents of my shorts for a rival barracuda.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: right. eel. there you go. She just laughed. Fish took my willy, or oh, don't be so silly. If you wish to see the story in full, there's something wrong with you. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight oh. in the round of Not For Your Mama?
2: If you love a carbonara or just a classic bolognese, and have been struggling to stock up on pasta due to the coronavirus panic buying situation have a new fear. British shoppers have spotted a particularly saucy way to stock up on the coveted store cupboard item. Has previously reported on the Manchester Evening News on deals sharing Facebook page Extreme Couponing and Bargains UK, one shopper Posted a discovery of Ann Summers' penis-shaped pasta. Still in stock at one supermarket.
1: If American listeners are unaware, Ann Summers is a high street, main street shop that basically sells sex toys. Oh. In Europe, we're very casual about our sex toys and our sex shops, and they're in the main street. You know, you'd have the pharmacy, the baker's, the butcher's shop, the shop selling dildos. Then you'll go into the shoe shop. It's very casual. This mm. is what this shop is, it's a sex shop, but it's a high street one, you could take your mother there. Classy. Classy, yeah. There you
2: go. The member wrote, three for two and summers if anyone gets stuck. The packs of penis shaped pasta are on sale online for five pounds each and are included in the Ann summers sale, so you can currently buy two, get one free. Nice. Mm-hmm. The official Ann Summers site description reads, Our Famous Penis Pasta. It's hysterical and completely delicious. Perfect for dinner parties, girls' nights in, or any occasion. Whip up your favorite pasta dish and see if your guests notice.
1: And it makes its own sauce.
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. (laughs) While it might not be suitable to give the kids for dinner... And it isn't the cheapest pasta we've ever seen. The empty shelves of major supermarket chains may make stocking up on the phallic-shaped food a necessity. The Facebook post, which now has thousands of likes, instantly got a reaction with many comments. Replying to the original post, one social media user joked, desperate times. Call for desperate measures.
1: There you go. Wow. Lucky it's British pasta. You're going to get a bit more for your money there. That's all I'm saying. Oh I've God. seen that penis pasta. There's quite a lot of shops. I've got some. You've got some, have you? Yeah. Do you know where it is in case all the food runs out and we're going to have to break into the penis pasta?
3: I have it every night.
1: Oh, wow. Do you? Yeah. What have I missed? What are you doing then every night? Having penis, penis pasta. Penis pasta. Lucky you. Wow. They are. It's not very good for your carb-free diet though, is it, madam? I don't care. No, you're not too bothered, there. No. Are you? you just want to get it down, you don't you? I do. <laughs>
3: it's filling. Wow.
1: Get it down, the boy. Lots of sauce,
3: especially like
1: the meatballs. You've been drinking. <laughs> You've been on the sauce yourself over there, haven't <laughs> you?
3: No, but I'll have doctors next week.
1: Yes, you will. Oh. A Mrs. Hinch fan is mortified after drawing a willy on her wall, which is about to be redecorated only to find that it won't come off. She's having trouble getting her willy to come off. The woman decided to jokingly draw the penis on her wall in a Sharpie, as she thought it would be quickly covered up. Who draws a giant penis on their wall with a Sharpie? I do. (laughs) Can you
3: imagine? Well,
1: as a historian, can you imagine peeling the wallpaper off in 30 years' time and seeing that? It's been
2: going on for. Since people could draw Caveman Willie <laughs> <Yeah>. Caveman Willie <laughs> That's great
1: Captain Caveman. <laughs> Captain Caveman Do you remember that?
2: Yeah. Cavey wavy
0: Oh god <laughs> That's a
1: terrible Terrible cheat cartoon Wow To her horror She discovered paint only made things worse and after a last-ditch attempt to remove it by sanding the penis off, she was (laughs) left with a cock-shaped cement mark. (laughs) No selling that house, I'd put a bookshelf in front of it at this stage. She desperately turned to the internet for advice after being left with the phallic-shaped drawing on her wall. The cleaning fan posted hilarious snaps of her handiwork on Facebook group. Mrs. Hinch made me do it. Mm-hmm. This Facebook group is becoming quite a staple for us in the Not For Your Mother yes, Round, isn't it? Yeah. Showing off her drawing as she begged for cleaning tips. She said okay. So I thought it would be funny to draw a huge willy on the wall before decorating because I thought the paint would cover it. Every layer of paint I've put on this makes my willy brighter and more prominent. That's <laughs> what happens. I've tried deodorant spray. Why? Why would you try deodorant spray? A little bit of sanding... I'll get my partner to try this properly. It will not go. It's very stubborn, apparently. Someone mentioned hairspray, but I don't have any. Somebody hairspray, help. Wow, there you go. They're all fools, or it's just a cock and balls. I can actually help this woman right now. I can tell you exactly what this woman needs to do. Uh, as someone who's been an art teacher and an artist all of their life, this is a spirit-based pen. and All the paint she's put over the top of it is water-based. I will tell you right now... How to get rid of this, and this also not only goes for spirit based pens, but if you get an oil mark or an oil stain or grease, she needs to paint that first in a spirit based paint. so what you would need to do is to get some white emulsion paint that's spirit based like the old stuff your dad used to paint with you, you had to clean the brushes you know in turpentine, paint that over it first, and then paint the water based paint over the top of that would be my advice there you go. You leave this show. With more than you arrive with, you're looking at me, Morris, as if you don't believe me.
3: No, I just colour the whole wall with permanent marker.
1: Just colour the whole wall with Sharpie.
3: Permanent penises. You don't
1: notice the Willy drawing if you then do ten thousand Willy drawings around it over the top of it and.
3: Yeah, look like a bat.
1: There, you are. where's Willy? Would be the <laughs> way to go there. Okay. Have you played that in the dark recently?
3: What no. a caveman Willy
1: you're drawing a caveman Willie. that's
3: what i got up in the studio
1: caveman Willie. yeah <laughs> that's actually a good name for a cartoon isn't it i've no idea what she's talking about so we'll move swiftly on because she's making no sense over in the corner there yeah to scott what have you got for me tonight scott in the round of not for your mother
0: well i'm gonna continue with the british obsession with penises
1: oh good
3: <laughs> lovely
0: Playground made to look like a penis after Housing Association design gaff. What
1: well, that's what a good playground needs. Yeah. Isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, an adult playground maybe. Oh the phallic feature was part of plans for a new kids' play area in southwest London until unfortunate design was spotted. A red faced housing association has redesigned a kids' playground as their original plan had an area shaped like a massive penis. Oh, the, propose, you, the proposed design certainly raised some eyebrows after eagle residents spotted the offending member.
3: Uh-huh.
0: The salad <laughs> feature was part of plans for a new kids' play area in southwest London. The Housing Association behind the design failed to consult residents on the project. It was initially hoped the Housing Association would discuss the designs with residents, but those plans changed, according to Councillor Mo Sakeb. After forwarding the most recent design to his constituents, a trend started to appear. Counselor Saqib said they pointed out that there's a massive penis in the middle. I'm grateful that Metropolitan Housing is renovating the playground. I posted the playground design on Facebook to get feedback from residents after Metropolitan changed their minds and decided not to consult on it. Personally, I hadn't noticed the phallic shape, but it certainly caused a lot of amusement. I guess this shows the value of consulting residents. We want to reassure residents we are listening and we will take time to get it right. Together, together with the community, we look forward to creating a safe and fun outdoor space for children in the neighborhood without penises. The design <laughs> has been amended. No
1: <laughs>
3: penises. None. No, no. penises.
0: When no
1: penises. I did my PhD in art history, there was a architect Venice, for example, had to be built from scratch. There was no evolution, it just arrived. And architecture is such a process-driven um, art form, if you like, or creative process, that there was a an art historian called Tafuri, and he said that you could look at the architecture of Venice and understand what was going on in society at that moment, because in your unconscious, due to that process, things are coming out in the architecture that tell you about that period of history. So I'm wondering what's going on in the unconscious. Of the person who designed the playground, that was all. That was where that was drifting to. Mm. What's going on in the mind of the person who's designing that if they put in a couple of swings and a slide and the whole thing looks like a twig and berries? There you go. Wow. Have a go on the slide or there's just nowhere to hide. You can go to our Facebook site and you can see the offending playground furniture for yourself. Miss Morris, Mm -hmm. you have the very last story of the round that we call... Not for your mother. What have you got for me this evening?
3: I have something fun. Oh. Well, that will
1: make a change over the last hour.
3: Tell me about it. Wah, wah. <laughs> new York City's Department of Health is bending over backwards to warn the public about a whole new threat.
1: Oh, well, here's another one. Quite, I've not—I've got used to the first one yet.
3: Rim just jobs. Rim job. What? That's right. They're coming at you. What?
2: Warning people about them?
1: Yep. Like random gorilla attacks of ring-jobbing in the supermarket. Yes, it's You're leaning over
0: rim the... Rim jo- wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scott's in the chocolate aisle of Walmart. He bends over to get his favourite lint chocolate, and then suddenly it's random tongue-in.
0: Problem. Wow.
1: He's getting, like, defiled. He's getting his fart box tongue-punched in the oh, Walmart. Oh, stop!
2: <laughs> <wall>. <laughs> no! Don't throw... <try. laughs> That hurts. I got
1: a bigger one. I can see that.
3: Throw it at you. Wow. The city's health agency issued graphic guidelines for safe sex practices during the coronavirus pandemic Saturday, and while many were quick to take jabs at the agency for labeling masturbation safer than sex with a partner, most depends missed, where you're doing it. Most missed the back door rim shot. The backdoor rim shot. Yes. <laughs> wow. The city specifically called out rimming or using the tongue on the anal rim of another person for sexual pleasure. Damn you, New York. You're as, ruining my life. As particularly dangerous in a jaw-dropping section of the public safety alert. Stop oh, s- thank God, God there's no cameras. Yeah. Oh, hang on, I'll pull my trousers back up. Rimming or mouth on a noose (laughs) might spread COVID-19.
1: No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? I'm no expert in biochemistry, but I could have nailed that to the wall. Well,
0: I'm thinking if you can get a shaking hand, I'm certainly (laughs) thinking.
3: (laughs) If I can get that within six feet. What if I just wear gloves during it?
1: What if I wore a, a tongue? shield. Yeah. What if I used cling film or a tongue dong? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can't be within
3: six foot of somebody. You have to have a seven foot penis. Or a long tongue. <laughs> a
1: giraffe would be alright, wouldn't it? I
3: don't <laughs> know. Virus and feces may enter your mouth if you attempt this. <coughs> Michelle?
2: No, I'm holding her down. Hang on,
3: that's a piece of corn. Take care during sex. Eagle-eyed Twitter users naturally had a field day with a bizarre bullet point, whipping it into the butt of the jokes online. Lovely. The New York City Health Department has a document about sex and coronavirus that includes a statements about rimming. Stay at least six feet from other people and be sure not to lick anyone's anus.
1: Just right. <laughs> Just right. Yeah, can't go in by there. By the by. <laughs> if you're in the elevator, please be afraid for sneezing. And a noose
3: needs, happens to be out. Don't let anybody's tongue by it. <laughs>
0: oh. Don't shake hands. Don't put your tongue in someone's ass. Got it. <laughs> that's
3: that's number two. Words to live by. <laughs> yes, number two. <gasps> Day 13 of quarantine or maybe I should read this in a voice because it was somebody else's post. Day 13 of quarantine. My parents read the NYC Coronavirus 6 guidelines and are now discussing rimming at the dinner table. <laughs> Need evacuation <More> ASAP. <laughs> They're <Evaluation.
1: laughs> now, now discussing rimming at the dinner table. <laughs> Pass the salt. <laughs> hey, Jab, what's rimming? It's where you get your mouth into a like a like a kiss. You could just like your mouth's in the shape of a. Rim. Is it
3: a starfish? <laughs> Is a chocolate starfish.
1: It's it's more like a tea towel holder. It's it's a balloon. Why does it
3: look like a navel? A it's like orange. A, it's
1: like a balloon knot. It's
3: navel orange. put
1: your tongue near the balloon knot.
3: The brown orange. <sighs> Have wow. you seen the butts of orange? Not recently. <laughs> the butts of
2: Have I seen the butts of an orange? Sarlacc pit.
1: The sarlacc. It's got (laughs) teeth.
3: Your A noose have teeth?
1: (laughs) Not with gums like this, no.
3: (sighs) Others oh, were no. shocked the Department of Health didn't let this particular sex act fall through the cracks, the butt cracks, in fact added it right after the section on kissing, so they put it right up there, that's at the top of the list, the whole kissing? rim jobs,
1: my parents are discussing rim jobs at the dinner table, <laughs> great, Do you want more stuffing? Oh,
3: that was bad, bad, bad.
1: tongue fun or we've only just begun. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is myself. I scored a rather interesting and useful six, but it wasn't enough. I get a night in a car with a baby and a ghost mother in Kentucky with a frisky dog In third place tonight is Miss Morris. She makes herself a rather nice, symmetrical, and rounded eight. She gets a Google trip around the world with a legless man in Bangladesh and a cheap pedicure. In second place tonight is Michelle. She gets a double integer of 10 Downing Street. She gets a handful of crystals and a night with a TV soap in Britain. That's not a bad night, actually, is it? A handful of crystals and watching some soaps in Britain on the television. But tonight, our runaway. Leader winning the thirty three thousand dollars IR camera scoring himself a resplendent twelve is Scots all the way up in superior. He gets an amorous date with a tree in Colombia. Mine's a boner. Do not fear <laughs> listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows, all 300 of them, for free. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio, or any other of of our platforms, you will find those for yourself, and that will help while away many an hour and don't forget i have many books out if you go to amazon.com you can search for adrian lee i have many books on hauntings histories how to be psychic ufos and all manner of things to keep you occupied my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris and tom drainer Michelle Corey, Scott Kane and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember. Be interested and interesting. Good night.